back to the Miranda's podcast, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back. We have season three, episode five. We have spent the past about 15 minutes just trying to get set up. Gilly is accusing me that I am a um, bad <laughs> clapper and perhaps a delayed human individual who does not know how to <laughs> do something. So we're already having some tech issues, but this episode, we are doing a live watch, but more importantly, Gilly has given me control of the pause button, <laughs> which is very exciting. Yep, everyone. Um, I just thought, you know what? Instead of Sarah just being like, pause, <laughs> she can just do it herself <laughs> and analyze, <laughs> scrutinize um, every moment. <laughs> and you know what? This is going to be a very pause heavy yes, episode. Yes, that's a thing. So if it you is. don't love this format of just listening to like 15 seconds of dead air and then us <laughs> gasping and talking <laughs> and making little comments, then this episode's probably not for you. But <laughs> this we're gonna podcast do is not watch. for you. <laughs> it's not for you. Okay. And this episode is season three, episode five, no ifs, ands, or buts. And when I found out that this was the episode, I was so excited because <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> I, I don't know if I should say why or wait till we watch it. Well, I think we should do a little summary per usual. And then I want to go into that TikTok video I sent you. Oh, Gil. <laughs> I watched that in the bathroom, but like with the lights off for some reason. Like I walked in and I sat okay. down. TMI. Okay. No, 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 no. I wasn't using the restroom. I was about to Weirder. take a shower and then I became. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was so enthralled by this TikTok you sent me I that know. I went on a rabbit hole after. So this one TikTok you sent me, <laughs> I was gone for 30 minutes in the interweb. Oh, like no. totally I'm just sorry. So tell tell everybody what this tiktok is okay so i've been talking to people about the reboot <laughs> i've been talking to people i, know. I have inside I, sources i know i realized how ridiculous that sounded as it was going out i've been talking to my people um, okay so i have been exchanging words with People just, you know, like whenever I mentioned the podcast, like, oh, what do you think about the reboot? I was just at a wedding and I met someone there. We had a lot of mutual friends. And so she was asking me about the reboot and she was also telling me things. One, she had heard that um, Samantha is, in fact, killed off due to breast cancer. Um, it's still not confirmed as far as I know, but that's what um, my friend said. And again, I think that's a pretty gauche way to go, like <laughs> to deal with her character. Um, really kind of tacky and, you know, kind of like exploitative. I don't know, just like kind of weird. So that's tidbit number one. But tidbit number two is as I've been talking to my people about um, the reboot, there's, you know, a lot of people are talking about, obviously, the Sarah Jessica Parker, Kim Cattrall feud. And I always just kind of chalk that up to mostly being rumors and them just being a like hoping she was going to be in the next one and being just a little bummed that she wasn't in the next one. But I always thought like that they were actually friends, Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, but 
Um, it seems like a lot of the more like popular <clears throat> rumors is that Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker didn't get along with each other at all. And it might have had to do with pay grade, stuff like that. But after like watching this video where it's basically this person on TikTok gives blind items, which are basically like secret facts that people submit, like sleuths in Hollywood almost submit about different celebrities. Um, nice. The blind item on the Kim Cattrall, Sarah Jessica Parker one was that it, why don't you explain? It basically what happened is Kim Cattrall was like constantly being badgered into doing a third movie. And she was like, I already did two of them. Like I'll do it if we all get paid the same and we're, cause we're all like part of the same ensemble and like, but Sarah Jessica Parker is a producer and like, Outside of being a producer, she didn't want, like, her actor role to be, like, paid the same as everybody else, from what I understand. Yes. So, from what I understand yeah. from watching the TikTok, the during, I think, the show itself that yeah. she came up, I believe in the fifth or sixth season, yes. Sarah Jessica Parker became an executive producer on the right. show. Um, and was obviously paid more than the other three actresses. And yeah. similar to a show like not not like a, a TV show with Friends, they went as an ensemble cast, and so they yes. were paid as an ensemble. They were all paid the same per episode after a certain point. Um, I think it's Friends. I'm not it sure is what Friends. show she said Friends mm-hmm. and. Kim Cattrall wanted that, and Sarah Jessica Parker didn't want it. Kind of questionable. Makes Sarah Kim Cattrall does not look bad in this situation, and they painted her to be so. They painted her to be like the no fun, wet blanket who doesn't want to keep going with the franchise. When really, she wants to be compensated fairly. Totally, totally. And that's what I've I've always been like pro Kim Cattrall, like or team. Kim like when it comes to this because like one it's like kind of exhausting to have to keep doing this series like also as an actress I mean she did have an acting career before Sex in the City but Sex and the Samantha Jones is really what she's known for and like you can't like you get really boxed in and then you can't like do other roles and like you know then there was also an issue where um you know I guess Kim Cattrall is very uh, transactional about her relationship with the other actresses. It was very much like, these are my coworkers. These are my colleagues. And um, I feel like that might be like a weird protective self-defense mechanism because I think that I'm sure they were like good friends with each other, but maybe she felt business wise like if she wasn't going to be compensated how she wanted to be that she did feel like it was more of like co-worker type of thing um yeah but basically I actually remember reading about this a few years ago that Kim Cattrall's like I think her brother was murdered um they talk about it in the TikTok video her brother was murdered and like Um, so she was clear, she's clearly been going through a lot of things and like Sarah Jessica Parker, like, you know, reached out via like social media, whether it was Twitter or Instagram, but like maybe it wasn't directly or something. It was like, it was very like press oriented and it, and then Kim, Kim kind of threw shade at her. Like, I don't need your support. Yeah. It sounded like it might've been like 
all on the surface and not like a direct phone call or something like that. Um, but either way, like who wants to be dealing with like, you know, a, a deceased family member and someone's trying to get them to do like a third movie of like that was and the second movie is already shit. Like, you know, it's like, get off my back, <laughs> you know? So like, I understand yeah. how she might be feeling, which is like, no. And then like the pandemic hits and there's like, like, this isn't like, I don't know. Kim Cattrall just might have her head in a different place than the rest of them. And I think that, you know, her boundaries should be respected, but you know, isn't this the classic conundrum mm-hmm. with, with groups and people either yes. wanting to go solo or wanting to stay together. And it's just, I think this happens in entertainment when you are a package deal. Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker could probably have her own show, like the Carrie, yeah. whatever. Yeah. She's better and more well-rounded when she's with the other characters. Yeah. But Kim, like I, I, I get why Sarah Jessica Parker would want Samantha. Like that is the franchise. Like she, she's going to make so much more like money, and the show's going to be more well received or not well received at all. Whatever. If everyone's there, it was like The Office when Michael yeah. and Steve Carell left. Like yeah. that left the show is noticeably worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm sure that totally. was really hard for the people in the cast. But even though it's better for him individually, then again, I don't. Kim Cattrall is kind of an is odd bird. I don't know. She's an see odd some bird. of the stuff she posts. Totally. She's very an odd weird. Bird. Yeah. But then again, it's like a middle aged person on social media. So it's like, <laughs> you know what? That sums it up. Absolutely. She doesn't get it. She, she <laughs> yeah, doesn't have I mean, like a person. She probably doesn't have like a, a social media intern who's like navigating it. Like I think some old, older people are. Totally. Totally. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I understand like Kim being like, I just understand like, personally like being in a certain headspace and like people not understanding it and like how it must be frustrating to try to communicate like you know because it seems like she wants to like move on that's point blanket Um, I I think something that I thought was interesting personally when I watched it was how personally offended I felt that they weren't good friends and I I know I know it (laughs) suggests my unhealthy relationship with fictional (laughs) characters in tv when I end up getting like absolutely hurt and feeling attacked when they're not actually friends I I love when there are I don't know. I, I, as a kid, I really believed like a lot of shows were real. Like I, I really just kind of I know. was easily um, ensnared by well, fictional. Well, I, I was always ensnared when shows, and this was like a very like '90s and '80s thing, which is when like let's say a character like didn't like the actor couldn't come back. They replaced a different actor for the same character. That always like made me so livid. Like, I, I, it's like you know what? No, you do not no. accept this. This is what not is this real. a puppet show? <laughs> Fuck no! <laughs> can you? Wait? I can't think of an example off the top of my head. I can. Did, we're, are you talking about Two and a Half Men? <laughs> no, I'm talking about Roseanne. Actually, like, <laughs> like the blonde daughter was like replaced by somebody else, and I can't remember why. It yeah. might have been like related to either. A, she was going off to college or B, she was in like, she got a DUI. It was, or or both. Um, but it's, <laughs> but like, but that always like really weirded me out. Like, I feel like New Girl actually handled that situation really well, which is bas- yes. basically like Coach's character was on for the pilot, maybe like an episode or two. 
And then like coach had to like go play basketball internationally. And so his cousin, Winston, came and like moved into the apartment. And then coach eventually came back when that other show he was on was dropped. Happy Endings yeah. or whatever. Yeah, which Happy Endings is a great show. I don't know if you've ever seen I've it. heard good things, yeah. Hilarious. Not as good um, as New Girl, though. Uh, it's it's not tough to beat. Um, should we shall we watch the Sex and City? Yeah, yeah. Any any other like pop culture things? We did talk about wanting to review maybe a little teaser. Oh yes. So Emily Rada. Anybody? Tess. I don't Tarski's. know how to say. It. Let's say just say M Rada. Rama. M- I, I feel like I should know how to say her last name, or maybe I just don't care. But like Emily Radakowski. I don't know. Radakowski. Yeah. Um. She just wrote a new book, and I think who's ever doing her PR is doing an absolutely fantastic job. They should yeah. get a raise. Her publicist is incredible because they've clearly just sent this book to a million fucking yes. people on Instagram. Yeah. And are asking to like tag the book or whatever um i am so in tr- both intrigued by her and so bored by her that i yeah. want to read the book but i want to read it with an open mind because i think i might be just one of those women who judges her because totally. of what how she's kind of sold out with her body but yeah. i think that's why i'm interested in reading the book to see if there's a different perspective yeah and sh- I feel the exact same way. Like I, to be honest, like I find her um, a combination of uh, relevant and irritating at this. Like, I don't really, I think relevant because I think she is very much like she kind of like created the whole idea of becoming famous via Instagram. Like, like she, I mean, she did that <clears throat> music video with what is that like blurred lines? Blurred lines. She yeah, did that, but it sounded like she really needed Instagram as like more of a crutch to make her like a household name. And so she yeah. kind of started that idea of like models being like f- viral. Yeah, found on Instagram, which are just like everyday pe- like people, whatever, and and and, and the viralness of it all. Um, and she also is like very politically active and I really respect that. Um, and I think that's really, she's very vocal about her politics. And I mean, I also have similar politics to her, which are their progressive politics. But I think for me, the, the thing that trips me up is just, it's how many like thirst trap photos there are of her on her Instagram where it's just like tits, tits, ass, All right, ass, so constantly. this is what I'm, this is the question I, I beg to ask you, though. Can you be all of those things, politically informed, intelligent, um, progressive in the majority of your ideals, and yet sell and profit off of your sexualized image, knowing that the only reason you have an audience is because you've sold your body and the image of it? And I'm curious if the book I'm pretty sure the book is going to address that yes. confliction yes. and the sexual, the, the like both both imposed and self-directed sexuality that just because she's a really attractive woman with a great body and she's capitalized on that. Yeah. And how much of that is, is there envy? Is there disgust? Is there right. shaming? And Because I, I think she brings up a lot of I'm sure conflicts within our culture of like yeah. revering and women like that, and then also kind of shaming them. Yeah, 
but then she's very successful. She seems really intelligent. Can you yeah. be overtly sexual and intelligent yes, and still be right. taken seriously? Right. So I want to read the book because I'm I'm very curious because I oh my one gosh. of her articles. Did mm-hmm. you read her um, article in, in the cut? Yeah, you said. I think that we to talked me. about that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Interesting. So I think I'm going to read it. Yeah, for me, it's like really. No, I I completely agree with you. I think for me, the most important answer I would like from the collection of essays she wrote is um, about is centering around like objectification of women because, you know, I've heard the argument via other, you know, Instagram influencers who are very like, you know, scandalous with, you know, their like lack of clothing and stuff. And, you know, I've heard the argument. It's like, well, men are going to objectify us anyway, so we might as well do it ourselves. And I'm like, oh, yay, like reclaiming our power, you know, and it's like, look what you did there. And I, I just, for me, that um, that doesn't really click for me. And I just feel like um, I, I personally feel like I think she should kind of be held accountable. Okay, maybe this is extreme, but I think she kind of <laughs> should be held accountable for creating like a really objectified um, experience of women on Instagram. Like there's just so many other people who are mimicking that. And I just feel like clearly there's a lot of issues with body image and um things like that for like all sorts of people, especially young women. And I feel like you are single-handedly like playing a role in perpetuating a certain image, you know? Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm I, it's different because she's doesn't have plastic surgery. So it's not like her, her body is just what she was born with. It's not like what the Kardashians are doing, which is like, right, here's right. this unrealistic ideal. This is, I think, where I draw confusion with her is that, like, do I really want to hear the opinion of a really hot girl being hot and profiting off being hot and then being confused by the, like, conflict, inner conflict she feels? I don't know. It just feels like the popular girl complaining. And it's just, I I don't know why I'm torn by her. No, I totally get what you mean. And I'm sure that's why a lot of people are ready to either jump on it. I'm going to attack it, um, even if they haven't read it. I think for me, what I can't really quite, or that's a complicated thing for me is like, why does, like, I don't know why, like, can you be, can you be a sexual person? Can you be sexually empowered and not constantly have to eroticize yourself? Like, she's so, like, her Instagram is so eroticized and I just find that, we live in this time where it's like, like those things can't be like, those things almost feel like mutually ex- like exclusive. You like, don't think, but what like, if your eroticism, your sexuality and your empowerment comes from the self eroticism and the putting yourself online? Is well, that, that possible? Yeah. Oh, that's hundred percent possible. I think what I'm saying is the opposite, which is like, if you're not putting yourself online that way, okay. then maybe you aren't a sexual person or you're not sexually empowered and that's kind of how I interesting sometimes like feel because I'm just like well I don't put bathing suit photos of me online and I don't like you should (laughs) I don't do that 
And like, I I know in the drop of, as soon as I do that, in the drop of a hat, I'll get more likes on my photos. Not that I like have an amazing bod, but I just know for every time I've ever posted a photo of myself, which I haven't done in years because I mostly post within the context of art. Like I always got three times as many likes than me posting a photo of like a drawing I did. 100%. 100%. But people also like seeing photos of other people. That's I true. It's That's an, true. It's We've an talked innately about this. human response to seeing a human face or, yes, or a you're body. Right. And you're then, right. okay, so if we're automatically attracted to faces and bodies, it's like if you're making, if you're posting right. a video on YouTube, they say your cover photo should be of a face. It's just oh, one of those things. Okay, yeah. It gets more clicks on. So then you add in a really attractive face or really yeah. attractive body and the eyes and the engagement is so much more. So it's just the privilege of not only putting your body out there, but having a really incredible body that people yeah. both envy are right. kind of just, yeah, she's profiting yeah. off her looks and how yeah. personally culpable is she or accountable and how much is it the system that allows for that profiting, right. I guess. Right, right. Um, so we'll I see heard how it's it is. Really I really well- like the cover design. I haven't seen the cover. I heard it was really well written, though. So I maybe we can. I don't I like. Should I buy the book? Should we share it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm. I've been trying not to buy books. I've been trying to just do it from the library. But I know the loan. <laughs> I'm like. I'm like eight week on the wait list for most books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, you can wait four years to read this. And I don't know, <laughs> like, it, it, in case she does include photos in the book, like, I don't want to like touch that book. <laughs> <laughs> you know if it's coming from the library like who's jerked off to no, that book no. <laughs> <laughs> okay no no you know what's so funny I thought you were talking about this is how my brain went the other way I, I I'm meaning a kindle book that I'm waitlist for kindle books oh. and I thought you were being like oh if there's pictures in the book I want to be able to see the pictures <laughs> <laughs> on kindle that is too funny no you're right, absolutely well, right some, speaking yeah. of uh you know, I was going to try to do what you did last week, which was speaking of, you know, female butts. This episode yes. is no ifs and or butts. Yes. So speaking of great butts, we've got a great episode for you today. <laughs> and this one, we have the introduction of yeah. one of the biggest plot lines of the series is this episode. Spoiler yeah. alert. I didn't know that. I don't even know what this episode is about. I know I've seen it Gilly, 700 are you times. Me? <laughs> you See, don't know I, what this episode is? I've about? only watched things out of order. <laughs> Guilford, this is very important, this episode. Oh, right. Because this is okay. All right. Okay. So, oh, oh right. So, okay. I'm going to press play. My brain's right. not working today. Oh, Gil. <laughs> okay, this here we go, kids. Day. I get it. <laughs> Oh God, I'm exhausted. Okay, I want to click click one, two, three. Proud to be an American. Do you want me to skip the intro, everyone? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I I, I don't listen to intros. Whoever invented that skip intro button is a genius. One of the reasons some people still risk the possible horror of a first date is the possible magic of the goodnight kiss at the yes. front door. Yes. Yes. I had a great time. Carhartt. So did I. 
the world slows down just for a second as some people take that hopeful lean into oh, no. a possible oh, future no. together. Oh no. Oh no. Yep. Yep. Oh no. Oh no. Oh my god. Okay, so Okay. What we just witnessed was Charlotte <laughs> in this episode. This is the episode oh where god. Charlotte is dating the bad kisser. And oh my god. There's this romantic, you know, build up doorstep kiss. Yes. And it looks like it's gonna go well. And then he literally starts licking her face as if she is a dog treat and he is a labradoodle or something. Like it is bad what he's <laughs> doing to her face. He basically licked her face. Um is it too premature for us to go into bad kissing stories? Should we just watch a little yeah, bit more? We're, we're only a minute in. Let's do it. Actually, no. Let, watch a little bit more. Let's, and let's then watch her we'll explain chat. this to the girls. Okay. actually licked my teeth. I don't get it. Did he want to fuck you or floss you? Bad kissers are the worst. The worst. When it comes to the worst, they're at the top. The top of the worst. Yes, these sweet little lips. I thought he would be a good kisser. See, that's the scary thing. You can never tell. They look totally normal. Until their pointy tongue is darting. Oh, my God. Oh, stabbing little pointy tongue. That is the worst of the worst. No, 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 no. What's worse is when they expect you to do all the work and their tongue just lays there in your mouth like a... That's the worst. At that point, I say, get that thing out of my mouth, put it in the cab and take his lazy ass off. <laughs> you dump a guy because he's a bad kid? Yes. I mean, you have to. Yes, you I mean, have to. I mean, if the tongue's just going to lay there, yes. what do you think their dick's going to do? Good point. Point taken. Maybe exactly. Practice makes perfect. Dump him. A bad kisser is non-negotiable. I am not going to dump Brad just because of that. Then might I suggest you change his name from Brad to, to Bad? To Bad. Smith the Zinger. Okay. Okay, all right. We need to we need to do this. Do you yeah. okay have you, would you, and do you dump someone for being a bad kisser? I'm gonna say yes, without <laughs> a hesitation. Yes. I I okay. I have a story. Please go for it. Okay. So this is the tale of a girl who never learned. Okay, is this so, Britney Spears? This is a story about a girl named Unlucky. The story of Sarah, Sarah Collin. Okay, I pretty much like. I I don't want to. You know what? I'm not. You know what? I don't want to go down this path. It's not very nice. But I gave a guy many chances, and he was just so bad at everything. I don't know how to describe it to you. It was just bad in every department. And he was initially a really bad kisser and I should have just learned from that. So what oh, Samantha no. is saying is absolutely correct. I, I okay. no, bad. Who is it? You need to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Wait, descri- <laughs> describe the kissing. I know about the other stuff, but I didn't know just the kissing was also like, bad. Just <laughs> bad. Like, like kind of like this guy, not in the sense of licking your face, but just like overly much, just too much. Like eating I, your face. Yeah. And just so aggressive and like, I, I don't know, it's. It leaves such a bad memory in my mouth, literally. And <laughs> I, yeah. Bad and taste I, in your and mouth. And I, I really thought like it could get better. The other things were oh better. No. It was just a it was just a, a downward spiral from I there. I know. That Which was is too bad because 
what a great guy. <laughs> I, I, I know. I was going to say, if we're going to um, go back to Dr. Bradley Mego, that's a good on paper guy right there. He's the definition of a good on paper great guy. Great on paper. Yeah, that was, I tried so hard. Yeah. I have, I, I have a story. I am going to briefly, because again, I don't want to like be disrespectful, but. I know. That's why I, I feel bad, but you know. I, there was someone who like was really excited to make out with and it was just so bad. And it was very similar to Charlotte's experience right now where it was like, there was no like rhythm. There was no cadence. There was no like succinct pattern of how, you know, kissing was occurring. It was just a pure, (laughs) it was so chaotic. It was like a cyclone of tongue. That's the only way I can describe it. And you know what beautifully teeth. said? Yes, cyclone, <laughs> cyclone <laughs> tongue, teeth just around and appearing, and it was like almost painful. And there was just it was almost oh. impossible to get a kiss in because it was so crazy. There was almost too much kissing to even get a kiss in. Oh, I know. And you're and then you're so aware of what's happening. Yeah, that you become stunned into submission, and you just kind of take it. And you don't really know what to do also in those situations because like usually you you can model for them, kind of guide what you'd like. But if somebody is too domineering and they're too that's the like, thing you can't they're just then that's what, you know, just take it and then figure like leave. Well, then what I was going to ask my question is what's worse? And just think about this. Think about this for a second. OK, think about it. What's right. worse? A bad kisser? Or someone who's bad in bed slash doesn't have chemistry with you in bed. Oh, Gilly. Gilly. That is Sophie's choice. What am I supposed to do <laughs> <I> with know. that? <laughs> I know. I honestly think it would be worse to be with a bad kisser. You know because what? I think you can no. train. Not train, but I think with sex you can like. No, I'm going to say worse the the second option. I I think you can try. I'm going to stand firm in this that the sex would be more important, that chemistry and compatibility. No. Okay, fine. I agree with that. But I, I do think that with sex, you can do more like corrective work. And mm. I, th- I think you can do that by saying, oh, like, this is what feels good for me. Like, you can, can almost, like, blame it on yourself. Like, oh, like, for me, it only works in this situation. Yes, yes, that. yes. Okay. But with kissing, it's like, so from how do you fix that? So for a educational purpose, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a harder student would be the bad kisser. What do you call it? You're in education when there's, like, a, like a exponential, like, learning rise <laughs> and, like... <laughs> Like it's it, you measure like are they learning quickly or are they you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to think of the term for that that would be in my class. I work with kids with special needs. I don't know. <laughs> I wish I. Could. I've heard I you describe the phrase to me in the past, oh, God. which is like, okay, is it someone who's like smart, you know, and getting A's, or is it someone who went from like literal F's to A's in like a short period of time? You know what I mean? Okay, As opposed to I, someone who consistently got A's. Oh, it was like the learning growth. Like, okay, I'm gonna, I can't, it's not coming to my head, but I'll probably think of it later. 
Um, I, I get what you're saying. In we're boring everyone to tears at this episode. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. We are two and a half minutes in. <laughs> Hang tight. <laughs> Hang tight. Hang tight. Okay. Um, also, if anybody has some like really great bad kissing stories, oh my God, message please. us on the pod. pod please, please. I love reading. I, I think I like, I, I think I like reading bad hookup, bad date stories more than I like reading about good ones. Like, I think no one cares sh- about the good stuff. I think we should um, put more IG stories out there as like a side note. Oh, Gil, Maybe you Gil, should Gil, put been, them out there. I know. And I know I should. We've been down I think that road. you have the questions. I think, you I, think I do. I think, I think I do. you know what to ask. I, I know what to do. All right, let's watch more. All right, let's just um, watch. Let's see where the girls go. Okay. I mean, well, I did until until his tongue was in your stomach. I'm going to have to ask you ladies to hold it down. This is a respectable restaurant. <gasps> Adina Williams was my newspaper's former food editor and the chef and proud owner of Fusion, a restaurant whose specialty was a mingling of trendy food the and soul food. Old Martha fun. Stewart meets Puff Daddy on a plate. So... Salmon with okra. Oh, 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 trust me, this time next year, okra will be the new edamame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this? I'm leaving. You want to come say goodbye? Everybody, this is my successful brother who brings me tons of that juicy music industry business. Hi, hi. Hi. Hi, listen, I gotta go, but I'm sending over dessert. No! Uh, pecan and praline pie. Yes! I know where this episode is going. Jennifer Lopez? I don't think so. My PR firm handled it, but I'm sure I remember meeting you. Well, I guess I just saw you. Siobhan Williams, artist rep for... Tommy Boy Records. I remember from the guest list. You're good. Samantha Jones. If you ever need me for a party. Ladies, I apologize for interrupting. Have a pleasant evening. You too. Bye. Okay. I'm going to pause this. I'm going to say something right now. I forgot about this episode. He is single-handedly the most attractive man that will ever be on this show. This plot line is fascinating. This plot line is the... Okay, so this episode is one one of the episodes I watched two years ago um, where I was like... I hadn't watched Sex and the City in like a few years and I was like, holy fuck. (laughs) Um, yeah. I mean, if you think last week's episode was t- was tackling bisexuality and the sexual spectrum, this week is trying to tackle like race. And my God, do they like fail miserably this episode? It's there's really a lot of fetishization of black men in this episode. Yes. And I feel bad that I just went on a tangent of how attractive he was. <laughs> you gotta love a fellow who loves the jewelry. Oh, that is one fine looking man. I'd like to get me some of that. Don't talk like <laughs> that. Like what? You heard what she just said. <laughs> I'd like to get me some of that. <laughs> or that. Oh, Miranda's face does it all. I got to screenshot this right now. Hey, what is her face doing? It, wait. It's so funny. I, I sent you the screenshot. Amazing. You know. Oh, relax with a knee-jerk liberal reaction. That wasn't black talk. That was sex talk. Okay, first of all, it isn't black talk. 
It's African American. <laughs> oh you shouldn't be talking like that at all, Samantha. It, it's rude and politically incorrect. Sweetie, a reminder, Samantha is rude. <laughs> She's an equal opportunity offender. Precisely. I don't see color. I see conquest. Okay. The <laughs> that was so much to unpack. I don't. I don't. Where do you begin? <laughs> I don't see color. I see conquest. And she's like, it's not black talk. It's African-American talk. (laughs) So I think what Samantha said, which is like, oh, your knee jerk liberal reaction is so spot on. I love it. (laughs) There is one line that is so absurd that's about to come up. I'm going to press play. Get ready. Talk about affirmative action. That line. Okay. <laughs> I need to press. I'm okay. I'm gonna. You need I'm, to press 15 I, seconds. I, okay, everyone. I don't see color. I see conquest. Talk about affirmative action. Oh. <laughs> talk, talk about affirmative action. Talk about affirmative action. No, Gilly. Gilly, that is such A, bad writing, and B. <laughs> All right, Gilly, I think we're not gonna get through this episode of Fucking Closet, though. I know. The next morning, I had just settled down with a coffee cup full of fresh coffee and a coffee table full of fresh fashion magazines when... Who is it? Mr. Wright. Have you seen the New York Times style section? You know I can't handle hard news before noon. There's a beautiful man downtown selling beautiful furniture. We're going. Sanford, I got a whole afternoon plan with Australian Vogue. I'm not just going to drop everything to go downtown to see some cute guy. He's straight. I get my purse. All these people with nothing better to do than ogle some lowly craftsmen? Pathetic. Really? I got a carry tracker right there. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. Absolutely go for it. She would, Carrie would totally go downtown if the guy was for her, but not to support Stanford if the guy was for him. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And and this is like, for, okay, what are we thinking about Carrie's two-toned hair? I, I'm not a fan. I, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. It's bad. Look at this place. It's nothing but baguettes and faggots. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. If you see anything you like, just tell them you're a designer. These places always give a discount. That's how I get 50 bucks off my end table. Oh, geez, you're classy. Mm. <laughs> <gasps> One Mm. There he is. His name was Aiden Shaw. Aiden. He was born oh my God. Classic American. Classic Just American. Like his furniture. Jesus Christ! The dog is overkill. Go get him. Excuse me. He's perfect for you. I'll come visit you and the children oh at your my country God. cabin upstate. He is a cutie. His name was Marty Mendelssohn. He was warm, stylish, and classic gay, just like his outfit. He's a fantastic designer and single. Go get him. I'll come visit you in the swatches at your country cabin upstate. It's cute. Uh oh, here we go. Here comes Pete. Oh my god, the dog is something scary. I wonder how they got the dog to hump the leg like that. I know. He's an animal trainer. There you go. John Corbett. Okay, wait. 
as a he dog just, owner, if I chucked my dog <laughs> the way he just did it in on a wood floor, she would literally go flying, which his dog did. He literally took the dog and like shoved it and like it skidded across. I'm just like, what what animal control person was on set that allowed that to happen? That's amazing. Also, not to mention, like, did did we do we ever learn what Aiden's like aesthetic is like for his furniture? I know that they're like uh, classic American, but we don't actually like see anything. We we see the one chair that she gets, and then the oh, love, right. and then the love seat that he makes for the wedding for uh, Charlotte and Trey. Oh my god! Totally. Okay. Yeah, my memory's play. absurd. Okay. Yeah, that's that is alarming or something. <laughs> Look to his credit, he only picks the best looking lady. You can't imagine how flattered I am. Wow. I mean. I'm humiliated. It's my fault. I shouldn't let him run around loose in the store. Oh, this is your store? I had no idea. As soon as I heard the lie come out of my mouth, I knew I was kind of interested. Okay, I'm going to just... This is a beautiful Turn chair. down the volume this is my favorite while they're talking about oh, and flirting over furniture. Hmm. Basically... Yeah. Uh, we're now at their age, would you say, right? Yes. I would say they're, she's a little bit older. I think she's probably 33, and he's probably 37. You think he's 37? Yeah, he's 37. My God. I mean, oh. before he has premature hair loss. I don't know. but Oh, I was going to say they're like our age, like 32 right now. No, 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 no. That chair is $5,000. Uh, I'm a designer. Carrie Bradshaw. Carrie Bradshaw. Okay, so, but... I don't know. It's interesting to like watch the show and like be older now and feel like he's in our age range. Humiliation factor. Oh my god! I wonder how much of a discount okay. she's getting. How soon can it be delivered? I can get it to you the end of the week. She has in no money. In New York money. City retail lingo, I that meant I kind of like you too. Cool. I just got a couple questions. Where do you want it delivered, and can I take you out to dinner sometime? <gasps> wow, I'd love that. Ten dollars off. Hmm. The dog humping aside, it was one of those perfect New York Saturdays. confidence is I'm back! And uptown at Miranda's, Steve was having an even better Saturday. Guess what happened? It's so fucking great. What? You know how at halftime at the Knicks game, when they pick somebody to try to make a half-court shot for a million-dollar prize? Kinda, (laughs) but go ahead. Well, next Tuesday, it's fucking me. They picked my name from the contest I entered at Sam Goody's. Well... (laughs) Great. Yeah. No, Miranda. That's an ancient scroll right there. Yes. Hey, Sam Goodies was I think wasn't Sam Goodies like a rec, like a CD store? I don't know. Don't get your hopes up. It's a kind of tough shot, isn't it? Oh god, her reaction would be my reaction. That's like absolute anxiety and disbelief. I do like her outfit right now. You don't know how good That's like you would wear. Don't let these legs fool you. I'm fucking great. I like your little legs. Okay, let's go down to the playground right now. I'll show you. No, please. I believe you. You've got the moves. Woo! And no, no. I don't want no charity. Seeing is believing. Next Saturday, you come down to the playground and watch me shoot. Promise? Promise? Oh! Hey! That's Ralph Lauren paint. Yeah, I'll buy you more. <laughs> Millionaire! <laughs> oh, I have a Magnolia Bakery. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good. You haven't had a real crush in a while. Uh oh. Big. Big wasn't a crush. He was a crash. He was a crash. 
His name is Aiden. And I believe him to be very cute. Oh, so cute. cupcake sounds so good. I, bought a share I know, it sounds so good. Because he made it. Did he ask you out? They both eat food so weirdly. So the chairs are right on. Well, I wonder how many takes it took them to no eat way. this. No oh way. yes. At this age, I'd have to say I'm crush-proof. What about Steve? How many cupcakes do you think oh, they went through? Oh, God, right. I forgot about my boyfriend. Is that normal? <laughs> You're asking me? <laughs> Steve thinks he's going to win a million dollars. He told me. <laughs> I guess I have to keep repeating it until I believe it. It's totally illogical. And then he wants me to be all supportive. Well? Well, what? It's a half-court shot. They're actual Nicks who can't make it. I would have no trouble supporting him if it was a real dream, like opening his own bar or something. But this is just silly. Isn't that what you couples do? Support each other's silly dreams? Yeah. You're asking me? Oh, God. I don't know. Later I'm... that week, Siobhan invited Samantha okay, to go here uptown we go. and hear an artist who was thinking of signing. Samantha's being metal detector. Oh my god, the low-rise pants. She was expected to spread without at least the offer of a cocktail. Within a matter of minutes, Samantha felt perfectly at home in Siobhan's world. Hey guys, I'm Samantha. I'm Samantha. Hi, I'm Samantha. And within a matter of hours, Siobhan was perfectly at home in Samantha's home. Do you like this room? Mm. It's a new kid out of Philly. I'm surprised it's so soft. I thought old rap had a harder in it. <laughs> <laughs> that is such an amazing <gasps> line for somebody. I'm surprised it's so soft. I always thought rap had a harder edge. <laughs> I, I mean, that needs to be a meme right now, and I'm honestly might make it. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha is this middle-aged woman. <laughs> it's Laying so incredible. In <laughs> Post-coital with a yeah. beautiful black man. <laughs> Just and she's trying to understand rap. I would love to know what she thinks of Outcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like what is her like take on that? And, yeah. <laughs> Like you. I mean, you have so much attitude up front. Look at you now. Soft. Sweet. Sweet. Me. Sweet. Thank you, fool. Me. You know, I don't usually sleep with men who have nicer accessories than me. Where did you get these fabulous earrings? Tiffany. Mm. I hope you can sleep in a little. Sleep? Samantha rarely Whoa. asked a man to stay over, but she just couldn't resist having breakfast with his Tiffany's. One of the reasons some people still risk <sighs> the possible horror of a first date is the possible oh, magic of the goodnight kiss at the front door. Yeah. You know, my dog, he's obsessed with you. He uh, kept me up talking all night. Her leg, man. All right, her so leg. Carrie and Aiden are on the stoop post date. Well, they had to say Pete. Her stoop, yep. Let her go, man. It's over. Aw, <laughs> they look happy. He's, yeah, he's making her laugh. I have a confession to I make. I love Aiden. Uh-oh. 
I'm not a designer. Uh -oh. I'm a writer. What was that? Fiction? <laughs> I wanted the discount. It's shameful, but true. It is, it is a bit shameful. Don't worry. It, it I need to about furniture. Oh, Enough here it goes, else. guys. She's opening up the he cigarettes. She's lighting up a cigarette. You smoke? And he is shocked. Oh, um, just a little. The minute I heard the lie come out of my mouth, I realized just how much I kind of liked him. If it, if it bothers you, I just... Mm. Wow, that's wow. a whole cigarette juice. I had a great time. Oh my God, he's going in for the kiss. He's going in for the kiss. And he is about oh, wow, to, kissing. he's about to reject her. I can taste that cigarette. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I have an Altoid. <gasps> Gary, I think you just... No, no, I totally, totally get Okay, it. I, I actually have a lot of questions. Here, I, I have so much to say on this topic. Look. Okay, I want to pose a question to you as okay. someone who did date a smoker. Or like, Dakota was a smoker. Yes, for a long time. If that's okay to out. Absolutely. And um, I have another personal story to share too. Okay. So my question is, okay. I, okay. First of all, my opinion is that if whether, whatever you, whatever you feel about smoking, at least like give someone the chance on the first interaction. I think it's like a little bit weird on his part to like create th those kind of preferences or, like right off the bat, but what are you, how did you handle that situation? So I only found out that he was like a really smoked cigarettes on like our maybe fourth or fifth date. Um, and it, I would have said that smoking was a deal breaker for me. And I remember we on our, our first date, cause I didn't know on our first date, like he didn't say anything. He didn't have a cigarette then. And, but on our first date, he found out that I was allergic to dogs. And I think I've told oh. you this, that that was a deal breaker for him. So we both had pretty like right. big deal breakers and they ended up just like working out. I got allergy shots for the past yeah. four years. I'm not allergic anymore. And he quit smoking. But I remember in the beginning, it was a little bit tough because mm -hmm. it was more about what my parents would think. And I know that's mm. weird because I, I mm -mm. it's... But my, I don't think my dad would have accepted me dating somebody who smoked. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really big deal to my dad. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so even so, this is a story I'm going to share, and then I'm going to get back to like my experience mm -hmm. of it at first, was my mom, when she was dating my dad, smoked cigarettes. And I asked mm -hmm. her if I could share this, and he actually mm -hmm. said he wouldn't get married. It was an ultimatum if she smoked. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she quit because she wanted to be with my dad. And mm -hmm. and, she, and I think she was fine with it. I don't think she was as mm -hmm. intense as probably Carrie is. But with Dakota, mm -hmm. he smoked for a pretty significant part of the first year or two of our relationship, probably a year and a half. Mm. And then he went to a vape and then quit cold turkey. And it's probably the most proud I've ever been of him. Oh, wow. Because I think it's really, really hard to quit. And I think... I, I feel bad for Carrie in this position because mm -hmm. it is it's really normal for her and he's kind of shaming her. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think 
if I hadn't been really into Dakota, I probably could mm-hmm. have written, written him off because of the smoking. Well, yeah, that makes sense to me. And that all seems really normal. I think that the only difference um, is, is that like, it seems like between your mom and like you, you guys were already like dating them or like you made a conscious yeah. decision once you're, but I feel like at this stage, like you don't really owe anyone anything is no. kind of how I feel. No, it's not a deal I'm, breaker for you. Um, not at all, unless we are serious. Wait, if we're serious, then I don't want them smoking. Yes. Yeah. Like I don't, cause I want to be with someone who like cares about their health, you know, like, for me, that's so healthy and like exercise is like so important. But part of like being young and like going out and trying to meet people, there is like a lot of social smoking. There's a lot of social drinking. Oh my God. Beginning so of it's New like, York, you and I being in New York City, like yeah. everyone was smoking. And even in end of college, people were smoking. Yeah. My boyfriend in college smoked, wasn't like a smoker, but like we smoked cigarettes a lot. And I used to like ha- always have a pack, yeah. So it's hard to tell if someone is a smoker or if someone's doing it socially. And like, I don't want to like make judgments on like someone. Like, I don't know. Like, I think that um, I think it's a lot for Aiden to ask. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it might those might be his preferences, and you like know that's what. what Go. This is that. He, that's he doesn't yeah. have to put up with it if he doesn't want to. So I think you're that's you're nailing it. That's exactly it. Is that smoking for him might be something for you. Like I really, really, really could not date somebody who was an intense binge drinker. Because oh and, my and god, I know you're maybe, right. Pe- maybe people don't want to good point, Sarah. To binge drinking, but I bet there are a ton of women who could date somebody who could like who drinks a lot and who could get like fucked up, go out, do shots, liquor, all that stuff. I can't do it. It would be that would be such a deal breaker. I dated a binge drinker and every time we hung out, every time he hung out with anyone for that matter, every time he hung out with himself, he always had a drink. And I was just like, Mm -mm. that's all you do. That's your hobby. That's all you do is drink. And I really was I I did not like that. So that's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely write somebody off if they like like let's say if they were on a first date and they were like really drunk that would be uh, i wouldn't probably see that person again oh and no 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 maybe no, no, this no. is his binge drink neither would maybe i this, maybe the cigarettes to him are um but because you have one yeah. impression to give somebody if you're lucky you get two. like do you want that impression to be like you like downing a ton of booze yeah. like you have to be on your best behavior like regardless of what you're doing. And so it always fascinates me when people are like, have zero self-awareness and like completely bomb a first date. You know what I mean? Oh my God. I know. And I, like, I mean, I definitely bombed a couple first dates on my own. Not I mean, drinking, hey, me weird. too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I right, think it I'm was a play. And then I'm going to, yeah. And then I'm going to talk more about this. <laughs> after. Here, can you just stop? Hold up for a second. She gives me the cigarette stuff. I don't want to be a jerk, but I, I can't date a smoker. Oh, so are we dating? Really? It's a thing I have. It's a boundary. I couldn't believe what my crush was saying. I was crushed. Later that night, I couldn't help but wonder. Ding, ding, ding. When the dating become so dumb friendly? What happened to the time when a bad kiss or 
a cigarette, or even a ridiculous dream was just part of a person's portfolio. In today's volatile dating market, is it wise to liquidate certain stocks at the very first sign that they might not perform as well as expected? Or are there certain Karen, things the one should try and negotiate in relationships? What are the deal breakers? Yes. I think it's really sexy. Oh, I mean, let's try. I know. Never one to trade a stock before it had. So she's forward. trying to train him. Determined and patient. She's trying. Time, decided to teach bad mm. how to kiss good. You like that, huh? Mm. Uh oh. He just seems like a creep. And I like it. Yeah. When you slowly open your mouth and just sort of tickle my lips with the tip of your tongue. No, no. This no. makes me feel uncomfortable. This is hard to watch. I don't like seeing tongues move. Like Can you that. imagine having you to like act this out with him? I mean, in like rehearsals. With just a little gentle negotiating, Brad no. stopped. No, he can't. He began to rise. Oh. oh no, nope. He's licking the face. He's like, nope. Ah! That is so weird. He's licking her chin. Okay, stop, okay, okay. Stop it. You're sucking too hard, and for the record, my mouth is up here. <laughs> Is there a problem? I can't do this. Brad. You're a bad, bad kisser. kisser. Come on. That's, That's my thing. <laughs> Where are you going? And downtown at yes. Marty Mendelssohn. Oh my God, I forgot about Stanford. more successful first kiss. Oh, this is when he sees his, the guy's deal breaker. This is Stanford's deal breaker. <laughs> oh my god, the dolls. Oh my god, I forgot about the weird porcelain. These are my dolls. These are my Victorian dolls. Victorian dolls. I've been collecting them for years. I had no idea. <laughs> this. That is 100% is the Queen of Siam. She's my favorite. Bisque China face. She's a real collector's item. Uh huh. And this. Mary, Mary, Queen of Scots. <laughs> I kind of like them. Are they all queens? <laughs> no, just the ones from Madame Alexander's. Oh, help me clear off the bed. That is help me. So <laughs> help weird. me clear off the bed. <laughs> no, no, no. This other bell sits on the table. Oh no! I mean, he knocks enough of a queen to make love to. Yeah, doesn't he break one? And uptown at Fusion, Samantha was feeling a bit like a queen herself. Can I tell you how beautiful you look tonight? Uh-oh. She's gonna get in trouble. Hey, what's up, genius? You know, genius's overtired ass is dragging all over this food restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, Aunt Alice and our friends are leaving now in case you want to uh -oh. pay your respects. It's our favorite aunt. No, 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 no. Aunt Alice is out the door already. You go. And I'll sit here and talk with Samantha. Uh-oh, she's going to oh, get a hard talking to. Here it goes. Okay, so this is the chef of the so, restaurant. So, how was everything? Ah, perfection. Siobhan is right. You are a genius. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and um, now I have a non-food related question. Hmm. What's going on between you and my brother? What do you mean? Well, you've been in here together like two or three times. Well, we're we're dating. Why? So you're not just fucking. Uh -oh. Well, not that it's any of your business, but no, we're not just fucking. We actually really like each other. <laughs> no, I don't want you seeing my brother. Uh oh. Excuse me. I don't approve. But 
You don't even know Let's me. Let's get a little personal here. I'm sure you're a very nice person, but you're white. And I have a problem with my only brother getting serious with a white woman. Apparently to Adina, Samantha's Whoa. skin was a non-negotiable. How can you even say that to me? Listen, that's how I feel. I'm never going to approve and my approval means a lot to my brother. So why don't you just save us all a lot of time and trouble and get out now before anybody gets hurt. I'll send over some Mississippi mud pie. Samantha realized the only place Adina was interested in fusion was on a plate. <sighs> um, politically incorrect. She can't diss me just because I'm white. Please tell me you didn't say diss. Maybe you should stop saying that, Samantha. Race is a very big issue. No, there is no <laughs> oh my God, so I'm dying. Siobhan is a sweet man. We have great sex. And he happens to have the biggest black cock. We know he has a big <laughs> black cock. <laughs> I was about to say biggest heart. But now that you're so interested, yes. He does have a big black cock. It's big African-American cock, right, Charlotte? <laughs> Don't make fun of me. My chin hurts. Yeah, exactly what happened there? He raped my face. I'm never oh seen my it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite seconds in. He raped my face. A black and blue chin was a deal breaker. Well, I am not about to back down to her. That is just not who I am. Yeah, Samantha's right. She shouldn't have to sacrifice who she is just because somebody else has a problem with it. Thank you. It's like me with smoking, you know? It's too bad that Aiden had a problem with it. Oh my God, it, Carrie Tucker. you have to accept people for who they are. Wait, you're choosing cigarettes over a cute guy? He's not that cute. You bought oh my God. he was so cute. Okay, but for him to dump me like that over a little thing like smoking. Smoking is not a little thing. It's a dirty, disgusting habit and you're killing yourself. Thank you, Chin. Really, Carrie, we all hate it. We just put up with it because we love you. Now you have a reason to quit, so quit. You know? Okay, Ooh. I'm gonna pause here. Wow. The episode is called No Ifs, Ands, or Buts. Or buts. What, is, what is the Carrie Bradshaw, like, woven theme this episode? The theme is irreconcilable differences, or maybe not, or, like, deal breakers. Boundaries, deal breakers. I think it's deal breakers. It's here's, like, let's look at it. Charlotte is dating a guy who's a bad kisser, deal breaker. Um, Samantha's dating a guy and the sister won't approve because deal breaker, she's Samantha's white. Miranda is not being supportive of Steve. That's kind of like a deal breaker to him. She needs to be more flexible. And then with Carrie, it's she really wants this guy, but is refusing to change. For, I, I, yeah, I guess I don't know. I, I don't know where the authors are going with this. The writers. Have you ever had an experience or heard of a friend having a sibling or even another friend say like be overprotective and not want uh, you to date or no my brother hooked up with a girl in college who I really didn't like but it who Oh my god, I forgot all about that. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. And it just kind of like rubbed like annoyed me because I really didn't like her that much. And um so yeah, but I don't think I was I, I wasn't overprotective and I would never tell him to not date somebody. But I think it'd be really weird if you didn't like I'm super close with my siblings, so it'd be weird if I didn't like their mm -hmm. significant other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, play it. Appreciate you ganged up on you. Who's ganging up on you? Smoking is a part of who I am. I will quit when I want to quit, and it won't be because some cute guy told me to. Right, Samantha? <laughs> no, honey. 
Fighting a battle for Siobhan is one thing, but holding on to those nasty cigarettes. I know, seriously. Good for them. That is a good point. They finally stood up to her with the smoking. I loved it. But also, it's like funny. It's like, like, it's it's like almost ironic that it, the deal like <laughs> that. This is where my Carrie tracker comes in. It's like this is Aiden's deal breaker, but Carrie has this way of making it her deal breaker. <laughs> her deal breaker is that he's not accepting enough of her and who she that, is. Is that he has a deal breaker? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. It's all total bullshit. What is wrong with cigarettes? Nothing. They're fabulous. Not like you have a hideous doll collection or something. You think that's an overreaction to a repressed childhood or something? Who cares? It's fucking freaky. I was willing to overlook his receding hair, but the dollies? No. So it's goodbye, Dolly? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. too bad. I kind of liked it. Well, Stanny, if I may call you that, maybe you should reconsider. When was the last time someone you had a crush on asked you out? You're no one to talk, Miss Marlboro Lights. Yeah, you're right. I am no one to talk. Huh. Maybe I could quit, you know, just a little, until I see what's up. A2? Fine. But so, I just can't see myself getting so all gross excited because my boyfriend's three-foot Lady no. Di doll is arriving from QVC. <laughs> okay, books away. Let's go. What? Time to go shoot hoops. Oh, right. I can't. I got behind on this phone. Uh, no, you don't. Let's go. Come on. You promised. They messengered this overlaid. It has to be ready first thing Monday. I don't have time to go watch you shoot hoops. I asked you to do one thing one time for me and you can't do What the fuck is that? Oh. What the fuck is with the attitude? You know how many law things I've been to? How many times I do what you want? Why are you getting so upset? It's just a stupid half-court shot. Not to me, it's not! <gasps> oh. I know. Why do you always have to be so pessimistic you can't make that shot? Steve, come on! It's not just the shot, it's everything. We can't move in together. This isn't going to work. If this is ever going to work, I need you to believe in us a little more. Wow. I need you to believe in me, even if you think it is fucking stupid. I really Whoa. identify with Miranda in this I, moment. I, I identify so much. Because I think there have been many times where I've been, like, in my own relationships with men, like... So like, pes- pessimistic? Pessimistic or insensitive to thinking, oh, well, they're a guy. Like, they won't care about... Oh, yeah. Like, certain comments I make or whatever. But there is, like, a sensitivity there. Um, oh, and obviously yeah, there's no. some, you know, manhood, masculinity kind of layers in there of him wanting to like prove him to like prove himself. But he wants her to show up for him and be yeah. supportive and, and women want right. that. So why wouldn't men want that? Exactly. <laughs> he looks so short. So long. <laughs> He's like, (laughs) oh, she showed up. Mm -hmm. Look at Uh, the proportions of his outfit. (laughs) 
never did win the big money at Madison Square Garden, but having Miranda show up for him that day made him feel like a million bucks. You were robbed! Robbed! Still over! Okay! So rocking the big flowers. That's like this season's look. Yeah, it was very popular. This really isn't fair. You know, he was just starting to get over you. Look, since you negotiated such a good price for me on the chair, maybe I could um. negotiate a little deal for you on the smoking. What kind of deal? Well, I've been thinking about quitting anyway, so Lies. why not now? Can you do that? See, I think maybe you think I'm more of a smoker than I actually am. I oh really my god. Like a, a cigarette with cocktails. Lie. Lie. I'm just about done here. I don't like that she's coffee. lying like that. The second I heard him say coffee, I knew I kind of wanted a cigarette. Oh. I love it. Oh. It was one of those great early days this is where you have embarrassing. So Coffee turns into a movie. When she a movie isn't this when she's like running at a cigarette? A long walk turns into the beginning of cold turkey rehab. Let me get a bite to eat some dinner. Yeah. I was completely ready to trade in my crush. Right. When it dawned on me just how much I was willing to give up for a cigarette. Well, maybe a quick bite. I don't know what it's like to be addicted to cigarettes or really oh. like anything aside from sugar. <laughs> oh, the smell. Oh, God. I will say this, though. Her name is Sheba. Mm -hmm. um, I really like like if like kissing somebody like when I used to kiss Dakota and he had smoked and yeah. with the, the mix of whiskey beer and cigarettes I think smells really good or tastes good it's in the same arena as like pheromones like that's like or like yeah sweat smell but like good sweat smell oh this is great one of the dolls falls on the ground and they, he's just so which one is it Queen of Scott it is <laughs> Mary Queen of Scott to Marty Mendelssohn, a broken face was a deal breaker. Uh oh, Samantha did not listen. I would love to see how they've solved this. Samantha was about to come face to face with her own deal breaker. Hey, what's up? Can you tell me? I just got here. You know, Samantha. So, what's my favorite girl drink? Champagne. Oh my God, what is Samantha wearing? Coming right up. What is my favorite girl wearing? Oh what boy. are you doing here? I told you I don't want you dating my brother. Adina, I'm a lovely person. At least get to know me, then hate me. This is not a game. This is my brother we're talking about. You know, for a woman with such a progressive view of world food. You know, that's business. This is family. I don't understand. What I'll say to you, play. I, mean, I love watching the people dance behind them because you know there's no music on. Yeah. <laughs> you don't belong in here. You can never understand what I'm talking about. This is a black thing. Now, would you please go and leave my brother alone? As Samantha turned to leave, I don't think the sister's knew. wrong, though. This wasn't a black thing. It was a Samantha thing. I think it was she also a Samantha thing. She never down to a loudmouth bitch before, and she wasn't about to start now. Excuse me, but no woman, no matter what color, has the right to tell me who I can or cannot fuck. Get 
Oh boy. And your okra wasn't on that. Oh my god. Oh, that's not aged well. And your okra wasn't all that. You know that a white person wrote, keep it real. Keep it real. <laughs> Seven hours into the world's longest date, all I could think was five more minutes oh and I can dump God. this bozo and smoke the emergency cigarette hidden in my purse. Would you like to see a dessert menu? I'll take a look. Oh my God, I forgot. I have that deadline. I have to go. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my God. Oh, she's no, like I mean, so stay. Enjoy your it. dessert. I'm I, might, I might give like a little bit of an Aiden tracker on this one. Yeah, like... Give her some sympathy. Not even that. Like, I think that, um, I think that Aiden, like, she's really immature in this moment. And, like, throughout the series, as we've <laughs> discussed over and over and over again. But, like, why would, he, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of weird that he wanted to keep dating someone who was so immature like this. Like, she literally just ran out of the restaurant. For a cigarette. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be addicted to cigarettes. She always does that. Like, ah! Five second rule, girl. You just dropped it like a second ago. It's good. Uh oh, here he comes. Oh, this is so embarrassing. This is so, so embarrassing for her. I know. Oh, my, I'm mortified watching this. I know. We got a little problem. Turn. What can I say? Adina has always been there for me. I mean, ever since mom died, it's only been the two of us. Adina has her issues. And you had to go and insult her. So, you mean the world to me. But Adina, she's my blood. I can't say I would know what to do in Samantha's situation, you know? Samantha knew the real problem wasn't her little white pussy. It was the fact that Siobhan was a big black pussy who wouldn't stand up to his sister. <laughs> My lord. And for Samantha Jones, that was the deal breaker. Interesting. It was too bad we had to end, but that's the way it goes, I guess. We had some good times together, and I'm pretty sure we could have had more. But it's over. Okay, that is so bad for the environment to flush them yeah. down the toilet. <laughs> In the end, I really did it for me. I just hope he's worth it. Put the patch on. Wow. Interesting. Um, all right. So my thoughts about this, I mean, there, there's, oh my gosh. So I... Yeah, this episode is super interesting because I, first off, I love this episode. I really do. I think it's ridiculous and funny. There's good fashion, um, some good plot lines. I, I actually, I, I like this episode. 
I wouldn't have. I, I actually think this episode would have been worthy of a guest and like a, a deep dive. Yeah, I think it's, we may um, have to revisit this episode another time. Yeah, I think it's like interesting to see the way that this episode handles race in like 2021. Yeah, I, I wonder how much responsibility we have for furthering the conversation of race that this episode brings up because it does a really bad job at it and it really leans into stereotypes of black culture of like fighting in a club the security the women who are quick to get angry and it it was a they really dug at stereotypes in this episode totally totally um and you can obviously I think, see there was no people of color in the writing room for this show. Yeah, it's also like like when this came out, I don't think there was any question on like the whiteness of the show. Um, not that there necessarily should have been like, I don't know. But now this show is viewed at really differently. So I'm really curious as to like how the reboot is going to address these things, you know? I'm curious too, and I I'm I wonder if they're gonna lean too into like progressive ideology and become like very you know only using the perfect pronouns or like are they gonna be trying to be I'm perfect sure they will. liberals or are they going to yeah. be come to it flawed human beings who made a show that probably hasn't aged well and like be that and be okay with admitting like I'm learning how to be a better individual in society like or are they going to just pretend that they're woke because if they do that i'm going to be really annoyed oh they're going to pretend they're woke i i I really dislike that i i really hate like performative quote-unquote wokeness and it's really i find it annoying particularly online totally and also i don't think that the show (laughs) i mean i know people are really excited for the reboot but i don't think the reboot needs to happen (laughs) No, but Gilly, <laughs> I hope we're in the same space to watch happening? this. I don't know either. But no, we're going to literally. I have some reboot theories if you want to know. Okay. I'm so, worried. Okay, tell okay, me. <laughs> so I have a theory. First off, I have never seen a TV show that has so many goddamn paparazzi spoilers. It's insane. And I know they're shooting in New York City, but they mu- the show must have taken this into account that like the paparazzi in the city is insane. Because you saw the pictures of Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh my God, we know everything that's happening. I know we know everything that's happening. Is that actually in the show or are they trying to. Oh, do you think they've like decoy? Decoy. Decoy plot. I I like that idea. I think they're. They're they're putting the fans on like a, a little detective trail, a little sniff, giving us some like false clues. Well, it's like some Sammy Jones PR looks like that they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Jones leaves that. But like we know a lot of things that are happening in the show already. There's a funeral. Obviously, that's Samantha's. Are Big and Carrie still together? Wait, what? We know there's a funeral? Yeah. Didn't you see the spoilers? They all wear No, I try not to walk. Oh my god, they go to Samantha. Oh my god, they do then go to Samantha's funeral. I think they do, but the scenes that I found really disturbing were the scenes where she's kissing some other guy. Is she not with Big? Did we just waste six years of, of <laughs> six seasons of the show for her not to end up with him? Yeah, and I think maybe finally the fucking series is realizing it was a fucking waste to be with him. No, I I disagree. I think they are a perfect match. I think they are two terrible human beings that (laughs) need to be with each other. Okay, okay, okay. 
Gil, um, I don't know what's going to go on with this show, but I really cannot wait to watch it and shit talk it or celebrate it. What are you going to rate this episode? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Uh, I think I'm going to give it probably a three seven five four. I like this episode. I could lead three five. I think I'm going to go three seven five. Girl, I was. I'm doing three seven five also. Yeah, I think it's a solid score. Um, because funny, I think it's yeah. Again, I don't. I think Aiden is like a huge introduction in the show, and I think the smoking is a really interesting characteristic of Carrie that they're manipulate. Like the writers are manipulating right now and like working with, working around. Um, so I really appreciate that. But at the same time, I feel like the episode doesn't really move along anywhere. Yeah. You know, it's like Samantha's that Samantha and Charlotte are both dating like another kind of fleeting guy. And Miranda's getting in like another little masculinity tiff with Steve. And then Carrie's getting a little somewhere. And then (laughs) Stanford's never going to see that creepy doll man again. So... I might disagree with you on the plot oh, growth. I oh, actually oh. think, I, I know, I, I think that this is one of the few episodes in which Carrie has demonstrated growth, you know, pouring <gasps> the cigarettes down. Oh, the I toilet. like it. And I think it's kind of interesting that it's the episode in which she meets Aiden, the guy who is truly good for her, in which she's <sighs> now doing good habits that she's going to, as we know, royally fuck up. And for character development, Aiden is like the angel on her shoulder, the good guy, the right guy. Oh my God, you're right. And here she is, quitting smoking, doing the right thing. And then Miranda in this episode, I like that she put down her work stuff in the end and went to the thing. And you know she thought it was stupid, but her love for him superseded her like negativity and and pessimism. Yes. And her work. Which is a good reminder for all of us. So I like this episode. Um, The fashion that stood out to me was... Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. Carrie had some good looks, like funky prints that you love. Yeah. Prints on prints. Weird. I love a good funky coat. I actually really liked Charlotte had that like tan like leather leather jacket yeah leather jacket thing Mm -hmm. yeah i thought that was it looks like really like what people are wearing now it's aritzia fall 2021 it's great um yeah so next week we have season three episode six and i want to pull this up because i love knowing um sex and i'm doing my loud typing uh okay oh yes it's are we sluts oh that's a great one yeah are and we i don't sluts. even remember what it's about i just remember that title that it's a good one yeah samantha's shunned by her neighbors for like bringing a guy into the building yeah this oh, is a good yes one. <gasps> Ooh, that one's gonna be good i know this is a good episode um so guys thank you for joining us for this episode if my mom if you're listening i know my mom doesn't like the live watch format she's she was so oh, funny. really so i talked to her on the phone she's like i'm gonna can i tell you something and i was like yeah oh, no. and she's like i i i didn't like that format 
And she's like, this is the first <laughs> negative thing I've ever said about the show. And I hope it's okay to share. And I was like, of course it's okay to share. No, I like hearing these things because I've also heard some people say they love this format. So <laughs> I know. And then maybe we can like, hybridize it. I know we need to hybrid it. It was just so cute because she was like, I hope it's okay for me to share that feedback. I was like, well, you Aww. only give me good feedback. So that's good. No, it's great. It's good. It's good. I really need to pee. Go. Um, But this was really fun.